everybody. How's it going? Welcome to Burnt Offerings. We are back in the saddle again. Yeah, that was like a horrible reference in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, <laughs> which was taken from an Aerosmith song. Right? But uh, yeah, we're back, and uh, I'm just on cloud nine, man. Yeah, you just got you got back from a little little soiree I had in Columbus, Ohio. Unfortunately, you couldn't make it. I'm really bummed about that, but uh, there, there's going to be more times that I'm sure that's going to happen. Yeah, you came back bearing gift. Yeah, uh, you are now the proud owner of the newest Bong River LP. Which that puts me at only missing the vinyl pressing of heroin. There never was one. Yeah, there was. I only knew of the cassette tape. They pressed it. Did they? Mm-hmm. How fast I did that sell it. out? I'm pretty sure pretty fast. I missed it. I didn't miss it because like I was like trying to get it. I missed it. I just was like, I don't want to spend money on records right now. No, I hear and you. Then, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that's like the only one you're missing. You have a whole slew of bong ripper material. So yeah. Um, you you have the new one now, so that's. I cool. do have that now. So I had to grab it for you. Keeps it going. Yeah, it does. Uh, I went to Columbus, Ohio <laughs> last night to see Bong Ripper with uh, Morgan and my friend Jimmy. Um, they were absolutely phenomenal as usual, and uh, Columbus is actually kind of a cool city, man. It's been. Last time I was there was with Garrett. Really. For Hell City Tattoo Convention. No kidding. Yeah, it yeah. was me, Garrett, and who the fuck was that uh, dude that came with us? He used to tattoo at Eternal. Garrett Brian? Was friends with. No, not Brian. <clears throat> Skinny guy. Oh, Shamrock. No, not Shamrock. Different guy. <laughs> hmm. I can't remember his name. I don't know. But yeah. I made them share a bed since I didn't know him. <laughs> so we had two beds. They cool. had to share a bed, and I got my own bed. <laughs> Rock and roll. That's how you do that. Then I got to hear a chick getting banged out in the room next to me. <laughs> <laughs> always always a good time. Dude, it was awesome. We're laying there sleeping. Garrett can't sleep because uh, what's his name that I can't remember was snoring. And I'm laying there awake. Garrett's laying there awake. I'm hearing this girl getting like banged out. And like she's making noises and stuff. Then all of a sudden she's like, uh, uh, stick your finger in my ass. Oh, God. And like, I kind of like, and then Garrett pops up. He's like, you're awake. I'm like, yeah. I was like, did you hear that? He's like, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's always a good time. Those thin walls, they get you every time, you yeah. know? Yeah. Garrett ended up being in the elevator with him in the next morning. Oh, yeah. That was an awkward <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Columbus is pretty cool. Um, very hospitable there was a lot of cool things to do there a really cool arcade a really cool mom and pop diner that we ate at and uh, we went to a goodwill um down there i can't remember where it was at there was an awesome record store down there yeah we went there uh, rpm is that what it was i can't remember what it's on high street it's right down there right in the college town that sounds about right because i remember the area being kind of college townie it is we in. yeah we went to rpm and uh i uh, i bought you the the new bong ripper and i was 
seriously inches and i mean inches away from buying you fucking metallica garage days <laughs> do you want me to own that so bad yeah it only had like seven songs on it but it was like helpless the diamond head cover and um a couple other ones and they had it there and i was like dude but they wanted like 30 bucks for it and i was like that makes sense you know what i mean i was like dude i'm kind of strapped it for was cash. probably the reissue of it I'm it was it why, was that's why it was 30 yeah yeah it was crispy new you know what i mean it wasn't you know the old beat up cool fucking first pressing or anything about it. dude i was like buying records before like I just realized it's going to really sound like a douchey thing to say, but I was buying records before like the surgence of all the repressings came out. Right. So when all those started coming out, I expected that the repressings would end up being cheaper than the original pressings. Right. And that's not the case. So many times I can find an original pressing, which I'd rather have that is way cheaper than a repress. Mm-hmm. And I get the repress. It's like 180 gram. It's like fucking usually a double LP now because they fucking, it's better to play at a slower speed and yada, yada, yada. Fuck that. I'd rather have the original. Those prices are fucking astronomical, dude. You know, and you don't own a master of puppets. I mean, yeah, I do. You oh do. no, I don't. You don't. I don't. I because I was looking at that one too, and it was a re, it was you know reissued and everything, and I, I I looked through the maiden also, but everything was brand new. Yeah, that's why like there's a couple of record stores in Ann Arbor. Well, actually, only one that I really don't go into because all they have is new stuff. Right, like seven inches. I'll look at there because they got a bunch of used seven inches, but for everything else, it's all brand new records. So everything's like 25 plus. Right. Like, uh, no. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've seen records out just out and about that I wanted to get for you. Um, I, I don't want Morgan to get jealous that I <laughs> buy you so many gifts. But, you know, uh, I, I see it and I'm like, dude, Jared would fucking we need to have that at the at the Rex Manor. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be cool to have this vinyl. But the prices are fucking crazy. I don't know how you do it, man. I don't. I not anymore. But well, I mean, even the ones I buy, like I don't really buy anything that's super pricey. If I if I buy a record that's pricey, it's because like it got pressed once, and that was like thirty years ago, right? And it's not getting pressed again, right? Yeah. Like a lot of those, like the Japanese like crust bands of shitless do. A lot of those records aren't getting repressed, and right? They're fucking pricey. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. You know, I, I get it. But I find like uh, there's a couple of record stores in Ann Arbor that I can find some pretty good shit. That's cool. Yeah, you, you know, like most 80s. of my most of my Maiden I got from uh, Encore Records in Ann Arbor, that, like dirt cheap. That's what you were saying, yeah. Like um, Killers and self-titled Killers. Um, you got Number of the Beast at Horrorhound. I, I did. Say. I got Number of the Beast at Horrorhound, and then. Or cinema, one of the two. It was Horrorhound. Was it? Yeah, because it's that booth that I used to always hit up. They would have a bunch of sweet soundtracks and a bunch of sweet like punk and metal records. Yeah, I think it was the same. I think it was the same uh, booth I bought um my Friday Thirteenth Three soundtrack. It was. It was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went into RPM Records, records per minute. That's what it's called, and the dude was really cool and everything, and he had a sale going on. But I mean, unless you're into like. Engelbert Humperdinck or Christmas <laughs> Records 
they were two dollars a piece and i don't know i i wasn't interested but they they did have some good like crispy new ones some classics in there that i was looking at some priest records some maiden some old metallica shit like that but i didn't end up getting anything from there so it doesn't have to see to me it doesn't have the same feel like flipping through and seeing those classic albums brand new doesn't have the same feeling if, if i was at a shop flipping through and it's all old used original pressings of those records right to me it's just mentally it's a completely different feel it is you know like i because i would snatch up like old crocus or you can start you can get the whole crocus discography Fuck, that's and, what uh, i hear encore records yeah or like old scorpions or something you know like they're here to miss on those too yeah yeah um because those are those are great albums man you know what i mean like if you can catch them for a good price or something you know why not right but trying to remember there's another kind of shitty metal band like 80s metal band that they got a stupid amount of records for um and i can't remember who the hell it is axe 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 mm, yeah I, I i when i saw him there because i never really heard of him but i saw they had a bunch of records here i'm like well is this band worth it to get all these i'm like because they're fucking cheap like this might be like one of those like hidden things that i just never came across and they're actually really fucking sweet yeah they're not good no <laughs> I, I tried i checked them out i checked multiple albums like maybe this was like a fucking bad album i'm like this band is just was never good no, <laughs> no. they had like one album that was like that everyone knows you know what i mean and i can't remember i i think it's like yellow and blue yeah or something yeah and uh it had a hit on it or their hit or their most known song but axe is not that cool so um but yeah that's that's what we did and uh you know we got back today and i bought a whole slew of jolt cola it's my new thing now yeah i'm still rocking off of uh the last batch i bought for which we'll get into fucking i bought it for last drive the last drive-in yeah yeah which i'm totally bummed that i missed and i'm so fucking um impressed that you stayed up for the entire 24-hour fucking marathon because there were some gem movies man it was legit man yeah the oh just let's just jump into it um yeah fucking last drive and i'm sure pretty much anybody who's listening has probably watched it or has been checking them out because they put them they finally put them up but uh issues right off bat and i got salty real quick i bet because i'm like oh it's like 8 45 i should probably go on and just click shutter on you know maybe something's going on and nothing was loading and i'm like all right i reset my router i was like maybe it just can't connect i don't know nothing's loading it's like 9 15 i'm getting salty super pissed like Mm. what the fuck's going on then i finally go online and everybody's having the issue so i'm like okay cool not just me yeah yeah because that sucks i wasn't able to start streaming till midnight that fucking blows are you serious i missed uh go over the movies that they played because they played like every movie they had was a fucking stellar movie yeah yeah um there's actually only one that i i'm just like "Eh, about so i played tourist trap sleepaway camp rabid the prowler sorority babes at the slimeball bowl rama 
Daughters of Darkness, Blood Feast, Basket Case, Reanimator, Demons, Legend of Boggy Creek, Hellraiser, Pieces. That's like I, that's the order that I got it. Wow. Miss Horror Strip. Kind of pissed off. I own it, but I've only ever watched it one time. Oh, okay. And I was like, cool. Let's watch it again with his commentary. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, true. Missed it. That's a uh, Toby Hooper. No, I'm no. thinking of Funhouse. Yeah. Uh, who the fuck did Taurus Trap? I yeah, I can't uh, remember. Toby Hooper did a yeah, Funhouse. I can't. I can't remember who the fuck did Taurus Trap, but I know uh, what's his name from Full Moon had a hand in it. Gotcha. Some aspect of it. But yeah, I was able to fucking get came in like halfway through Sleepaway Camp. Mm. And uh, Felicia Rose was on. She was like the her the guest. The guest. Oh, cool. She was like one of two guests. The other guest was just some like. For Legend of Boggy Creek, which is like a '70s documentary about some monster, Bigfoot yeah. or something, or that was the one movie. And I'm just kind of like, uh, I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like some like he he was like a hunter, country singer, fucking lived in that area and knows all about the whole thing. And I'm like, that's a weird, weird guest. Like, yeah. Out of all the movies you showed, you were able to get Felicia Rose and this guy. <laughs> Felissa Rose would be cool. I mean, you know, yeah. that's one of like the, uh, I don't know, like monumental roles in a slasher movie. Oh, yeah. The first Sleepaway Camp, you know what I mean? That's like. She was going on about how, um, well, shit, she was going on about how she basically like dated everybody on the set. Really? She was dating Ricky for a little while. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> dating shit. Dating somebody else. Oh, God. Wow. And then, uh, but, um, yeah, she said the guy that they got to play her at the end, they just had to get like an 18-year-old who was small enough to kind of match up. They, she said that, that nobody knew what his name was. They found he was like a college student. He was over 18. Said he would do it. Was like nervous. Got really drunk. Yeah, they got him drunk. Drunk as shit to do it. But he, she's like, I don't know his name. Nobody knows what his name is. <laughs> just some, just yeah. some random-ass guy. They're like, they, they, here, they, here's a fifth of liquor. He just found some dude who's like, you want to do this? Take All your right, pants cool. off, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, I do remember uh, that from uh, Going to Pieces, the rise and fall of the slasher film. Yeah, it's a good doc. It's a real good doc. And uh, she said that they had to get him drunk in order for, for him to do like full frontal nudity and shit. And they just like... Back then, kind of photoshopped her, you know, how you would do that back then. Her face over his body and shit. Yeah. (laughs) During that, uh, Jova was like, you know what? Because I really didn't check out his penis, but is it just like a normal penis or is it kind of like mangled? She's like, what? She's like, well, he got the the accident, and then that's when they turned it into Angela. Like, is it because his penis was mangled? Like, is that what was going on there? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good question. That's a good question, because if if you were following the story of the movie, there was a boating accident. And And that's what his thing was. Like, was there an act? Was, like, did his, like, dangle get, like... Mangled, mangled up by the did his dangle get mangled <laughs> by the fucking rotor right and uh she she alluded no which i don't think it would have no. the whole thing was the ant was just fucking batshit crazy yeah the ant was just fucking nuts and she was a surgeon yeah and she was a surgeon and she wanted a boy yeah because she already had a she no she wanted a girl she already had a boy yeah yeah 
Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that what a slew of movies. That's great, man. Yeah, and uh, what I was gonna say is the every time a movie ended, it basically restarted the uh, the feed because they alluded to it being live. The shit was not fucking live. It was like all pre-recorded. Because when James got James Forty Ounce got at the load, it came in watching like Hellraiser, and Hellraiser was one of the last movies they showed. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. But since it reset the feed and went to a new feed with every movie, it would stop. It would just start loading. I'd get booted off, and I have to wait for it to load in. So what I have to do is, so I didn't miss any commentary. I was able to get it to load on my computer. So if, once the movie ended, I would get up, go over to my computer, and unmute it. And be able to catch his commentary. Oh, while it loaded on the TV. Yeah. And then once the movie started, like two or three minutes into the movie, my TV would finally, the Roku would kick in and load it up. So because of that, it was forcing me to get up every like mm. hour and a half. So that helped me stay awake. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, slew of Jolt Cola too. I went there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Seen that. Like... If I man, if I eight jolt colas, uh, <laughs> two medium pizzas, some Doritos, I didn't want to drink. Cause my whole thing was like, dude, if I drink, I got that's a weird balance to try to keep to be able to stay awake. Oh, it is. I'm like, I don't want to do that for 24 hours. No, I was like, and if I get to a point, I stop, I might fall asleep. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna kick it like old school, old school, young kid watching Monster Vision. I just went straight energy drinks. Yeah. Happen to have Joe Cola. <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking awesome. I'm so glad that that came back. Yeah. I was glad I was fine. I was able to find it around here. Yeah. Couldn't find it forever. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, they released it in New York and then it finally made its way here. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, because I follow Jolt Cola on Instagram, and people are always posting, like, I mean, the day it came out, its release date, I was like, cool. And I went to every Dollar General around my house, and none of them had it. They're like, oh, we haven't heard anything about it. And finally, like a year later, I seen you post, you sent me a picture of, like, your fridge stocked with it. I'm like, oh, it's here. It's arrived. So. Well, yeah, because, uh, when I decided I wasn't going to drink, I was like, let's see if I can find some Joel Cola. I'm like, it's got released. And that's when I just went to the, I actually just started typing in, like, Joel Cola, and then, like, one of the search options was, like, near me. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know they had a website where you could straight up search your zip code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just put your, uh, yeah. I did that, and uh, it said that they had it by me, and it didn't. They didn't. So, now they do. It's fucking liars. Yeah. It's in Ohio. I stopped at a Dollar General in Ohio today. Oh, picked yeah. up some Jolt Cola and some fucking cookies. Dude, I don't drink pop much. The, the, the What I have left is going to last me a while. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wish I could say the same, but no. I drink Jolt Cola like a motherfucker, and uh, it's not good for me, and I probably need to take a break, but I love it so much. I drink it in the morning before work. I drink one when I get home from work. Son of a bitch, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I'm, like, addicted to it, so it's bad. Uh, but it definitely is good for a horror marathon, I'll tell you that. And uh, we're going to have one here soon, I hope. Dude, let's do it. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, fucking, it doesn't have to be 24 hours, but it can be, like, a 12-hour fucking... Start it at fucking dusk and go till noon. I don't know, something. Yeah, we could. Yeah, 
Uh, I'm cool with that. Let's get a set number of movies because 13 movies goes almost 24 hours. Yeah. True story. Right on. Like all eight Friday the 13th or like maybe a fucking a mix of different. See, I've done the Friday the 13th one before and that franchise, as much as mean, I love the first eight Friday the 13th, mm. it gets monotonous because you're watching the same thing. It, yeah. It's basically watching the same fucking storyline over and over and over. Yeah. They, I, if, if we were going to do an actual like marathon stretch, I'd want to kind of mix it up with some shit. I, I agree. Yeah, we'd have to like do what the last drive-in did. Because I've done the like wake up in the morning on Friday the 13th, didn't work till like Monday, and pop them in and watch them all. And by the end of it, I was just like, Doo-doo-doo. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking wasn't, pay, wasn't paying attention. Yeah, just like started doing some other shit. Yeah, fucking decided I wanted to do some bird watching. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, we can probably add one of those in there. Oh yeah, like throw some in there. Yeah, and then uh, just some classics, man. You know, like some zombie films, some cannibal films, some whatever. Yeah. But we're gonna do that, and uh, hopefully we can do it with a projector. Yeah, I keep one of those things I want to buy, and I keep forgetting to actually do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll find one. Um, it, it'll be uh, it'll be fucking rad too. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna, that's what I was gonna say. I forgot to mention. So when all that shit went down and last driving, nobody could get the feed. Mm-hmm. Some guy uh, who had it, who was able to get on and watch it, started streaming it on uh, on the Twitch. So you could log on to Twitch and watch it. Oh, okay. From what I heard, um, I think, uh, was it Shudder? Banned him? Oh, wow. Yeah. Because since he was like about it. streaming it for free on Twitch, people who don't have subscriptions could watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man. But I heard like uh, Joe Bob... Was gonna send him a bunch of fucking merch. Oh, okay. Kind well, of he's just trying to help people out. Yeah, like he shouldn't be. Fight. If if that's the case, if that actually happened, if they actually fucking like canceled his account and banned him for that, settle the fuck down, Shutter. Right. <laughs> it's fucking well, pump, on you, pump the brakes on that. Yeah. You guys didn't. You guys like underestimated the people and didn't load test your servers well enough to handle the amount. It's on you, man. I, you know, and I don't think that Shutter realized how big of a deal it was going to be. I don't think they were prepared for that. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do enough. I, I want to say, if I if I was to make a safe assumption, a lot of people signed up to Shutter specifically for that. Yeah, they offered a free uh, seven day trial. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So, the, so you, had, you got you like, had the people who had it right. Who you had? Okay, you had the people who had it. Then you had the people who had it who knew Joe, knew Joe Bob from like Monster shit on the Vision. movie channel and mm-hmm. Monster Vision. Then you had the people who didn't have it who knew about him, so they took access of the free trial. Then you had the people who didn't know shit about him, but everybody's fucking buzzing about it, so they got the free trial. They were just a bunch of fucking different people <laughs> because i'll tell you like a week before that was going to happen maybe two weeks before the last drive-in was going to happen my instagram feed was flooded mm-hmm. just flooded with fucking people anticipating that and i can just imagine as a collect 
as a collective, how many people were like really excited about that and like signed up just specifically for that, you know? Dude, I remember months ago, um, he said something about uh, doing something with Shutter, and it was going to be in June. Like more details later, it was like early in the year. And it kept keeping closer, and there was like no details. And I'm like, is this fucking not happening? Right. Like, I thought I missed it. I kept checking his fucking thing, seeing if anything got updated. And they finally, is when they fucking finally announced it. Yeah. Yeah, well, what a cool idea, man. Because I, I, I honestly do miss Monster Vision. I love, dude. It was so fucking cool. It got canceled in like its prime, too. It did. Like, it was, it, it, the popularity of it didn't really wean. When they canceled it, it was like, was it 90, 99 or 01? It was between there when it got canceled. It was still fucking popular. Yeah, it was. People were definitely watching it, and uh, they always had good movies on there, too. And they always had really good guests. Yeah. You know, always. Um, Linnea Quigley. Dude, she was always on it. Yeah. they I, uh, That one I, sticks out for me. Um. Dude, his rant when they did a Friday the 13th marathon. Yeah. And he did a rant because they didn't get the rights to, uh, TNT couldn't get the rights to four. And he just went, like, how the fuck are we doing a marathon and we don't have the rights to what is arguably the best movie in the series? Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Then he'd go off on tangents about how fucking we're doing these horror movies, but... We're on TNT, so they got to cut out all the gore. Like, what the fuck's the point of watching a horror movie if you can't see the gore? Yeah, but it was the it was the principle of it. It was the yeah. you know the cool nostalgia of it. And you know, before each movie, he was like, "There's this many kills in it." Yeah, dude, the driving totals. Yeah, the driving totals. Did that brought it back, dude? They used the what was awesome is I knew they were bringing it back, and I was hoping for, and they did. They used the exact same font and design for it. So it, it looked exactly the same. Oh, really? On the side, on the side of the, screen. Side of the yeah. screen? Yeah. I'm like, awesome. Yeah, that's killer, dude. But, um, yeah, yeah, so that... And Shudder, uh, this was supposed to be his farewell. That was supposed to be last driving's done. I'm not doing anything else anymore. This is like a farewell to all the fans. Uh, Shudder just announced that next year they're they already have something. Yeah, they're going to... Well, I don't know if they're doing it. They're, I think they're going to do a show with him and just have him like almost like a Monster Vision type thing oh okay so they're gonna have a movie and he's gonna do his what he did for monster vision and what he did for the last drive-in cool opening. like a weekly or monthly thing yeah like even like people have been i've been reading stuff online people were like i'll be fine with monthly yeah monthly like, get, yeah. he's fucking older and he doesn't want to fucking i'm sure he's getting to the point where he doesn't want to get bogged down with having to do this shit yeah true story so like yeah even just like once a month i'd be cool with that like a saturday one saturday a month that'd be cool yeah because, you know, it's Joe Bob Briggs, man. Fuck but, yeah. Um, yeah, so that happened. Uh, last <laughs> drive-in. Fucking awesome. That happened. That happened. That was fun. That shit, 24 hours went by like that. I bet. Yeah. It was weird. Like, it just seemed like 9 o'clock to midnight I was getting pissed off and just watching a weird stream on my tablet. <laughs> and then I was finally able to log on at midnight, and it just seemed like midnight to like 8 a.m. went by like that. And then it's kind of when I I started nodding out a little bit, and I like I got up, and then like the rest of the day just again just went by like fucking that. Yeah. I'm like holy shit, and it's fucking nine o'clock. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I actually no, I didn't even end at nine. 
It ended up ending at like eleven thirty. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking rad, dude. So I took a nap at like five p.m. and woke up at six the day before. So I was up for like six, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, like almost thirty hours. Jesus Christ! I remember talking to you. Yeah. Like, dude, are you sure you want me to come over, man? You haven't slept yet, you know. <laughs> but uh, dude, man, I got my second win. Yeah. Fourth, whatever fucking win. Yeah. Because it ended at eleven thirty. I would. I ended up just going upstairs, and I think I was out by like twelve thirty. I bet. Yeah, no shit. But um, yeah, I'm super stoked about uh, the movie that we're gonna talk about on this uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, we have gotten back to my favorite genre. <laughs> I figured I kind of strayed you out of it enough that I, we should probably swing it back to it. I followed your breadcrumbs the whole way, brother. <laughs> I fucking and I it was it was. It was a trip. It was it was cool, man, because they were like movies that I'd never seen or that I needed to brush up on, you know. And Dude, I thought about it because I was sitting there thinking, I was like looking through my movies, because that's kind of how like when I come up with suggestions or what, I just kind of like look through my movies and be like, what would be a cool movie to talk about? And I thought about like, oh, I can't even remember what I was kind of going between curtains in this. Then another one, I can't remember what the other one was, but it was another. It wasn't a slasher. It was more of like a cheap gory fucking movie i remember you threw two of them out well that was like uh, that was a weird suggestion i was in a weird place one of those movies we'll probably touch on eventually okay the other one we're not going to touch on i was in a weird place that day okay (laughs) but i can't remember the other one the, the other one i was going in between uh um curtains and the other movie and i can't remember what the fuck the movie was but i was like I have a feeling Steve's probably getting. <laughs> no, no, no. We need to bring this back to no, Slasherland. Yeah, I mean, let, lest we forget that slashers happen and they're my favorite <laughs> genre. Uh, but no, I, I'm totally down with like watching new movies and you know, it was it was a good run. But we're back to the uh, to the slasher thing, and I'm I'm happy about that. So see, I honestly don't know how like anybody who listens to us. I don't know if they get turned off when we get into like those super cheap fucking sov movies because i know that's like a that is a niche niche category it is no doubt and i don't know if like do we lose listeners from that i don't fucking know like i I hope we don't right i hope people would still be like even if they're not into it at least fucking still listen yeah well, I mean, hopefully it turns on uh, people to some movies that they haven't seen like it did for me. I feel you kind of have to have an appreciation going in already. Even if it's a movie you haven't seen yet, like if you don't like SOV movies, you're fucking not going to like them. You're just, it's just not going to fucking happen. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know about me and SOV. I mean, I'm on the fence. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't. But I could say the same thing about cannibal movies and zombie movies and slasher movies. There's good yeah. ones and there's bad ones. You know, it's like it just it's it's what your uh, preference is. See, that's the thing with SOV films is uh, a lot of the times acting is you're not using professional fucking actors. No, like you're just like it's like friends or just really like local maybe local actors. Right. So if you can get over that hurdle and get over the hurdle of it being just like 
have a very low budget feel to it, mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean it's just like any other category. You're gonna have ups and downs. You're gonna have good and bad. Yeah, because I've seen some really good SOB films. I've seen some really good cannibal movies. I've seen some really good slashers. I've also seen some really bad ones. Yes. In every genre. Oh so, yeah. Um, namely, Iced. You're gonna say you're gonna say that Ice is not in your top ten, Steve? No, Iced is in my top <laughs> one of the worst <laughs> fucking slasher movie I've ever seen, and I had such high hopes for it. You know, a ski resort. The, the, the cover leads you to believe that the killer is wearing uh, goggles and he has the ski fucking pegs and the fucking, you know, he's going around killing people and that was not the case. We were just talking about this earlier today. And if they just would have put more money into having gore effects. Right. That could have offset everything and, else. And it could have been, it could have fell into that category of... The movie itself isn't great. No. But these, all the kill scenes are fucking awesome. Yes. And they had like, they put so much effort into trying to make a cohesive story. Yeah. That they didn't do anything <laughs> with the effects. And there's like two kill scenes. And you see nothing. It's, it's terrible. The best scene is when the killer jumps out of the snowman. Yeah, that was about that was about it. That was the highlight of the film, and it took so long to get there. And then and before that, there's like love scenes playing like "Are You Afraid of the Dark" music. Yeah, it was it was bad. So if you ever want to like watch a really bad movie, check out a 1988 slasher, and I say that very fucking loosely, <laughs> called Iced. I think everybody should check it out. If you're drinking that night, have some friends check that movie out. Absolutely, man. You know, whatever your uh, preference is, if you like, you know, smoke, if you fucking drink, maybe do both like like we do. If you're doing like lines off of a bathroom counter. If you're getting iced, watch <laughs> Iced. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, you know, and that's the thing is, you know, I've seen, you know, and to to the credit of, I we're talking way too much about Ice, <laughs> but to the credit of the people that made this movie, at least they tried to make a story. Because how many slashers have you seen where the gore is killer, but the story sucks? You know what I mean? Yeah. At least they tried to like. But I feel they went <clears throat> way too much in that direction. They did. But I feel I also think that they did that because they didn't have the money to spend on effects to hire somebody to do effects. They're yeah. like. We gotta off balance this thing, man. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta go story heavy. And Gore just light. Pray for the best. Yeah. Man, it's like throwing shit at Velcro. Something's gonna stick. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm I'm happy that we we came back to the uh, slasher genre. Um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely my favorite and. Uh, you know this movie uh in particular is uh it's a good one it's it's uh the storyline's good and the uh kills are pretty cool and it arguably has one of the greatest scenes in horror movies i've ever seen so yeah um but yeah another thing i wanted to touch on is that tomorrow we're actually going to go see uh shit life Again. Again. And no funeral. 
Mm-hmm. And that's going to be fucking awesome because both of those bands in their respective genres are fucking top shelf, I think. That's my opinion. I like, and it seems like it happens a lot here in Detroit, where a slow band yeah, gets put on a bill with a fucking blazing fast band. <laughs> yeah. People I think it's put, cool. People who put on shows in Detroit really like to mix that those two up and put pair those two together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how many uh, Beast in the Field shows did we go to where they played with grind bands and thrash bands and you know it, it's just cool, you know. Uh, but you know both of these bands are killer, and I and I can't wait for Shit Life to release their new material. Um, I've heard some of it live, and it's just. It's really good. They just uh, released like a video from practice. Seen that. And did you see the comments? No. The dude from, because they posted uh, just doing some thrash grinding. Mm-hmm. That was like the, the caption. Mm-hmm. The guitar player from PLF, the singer guitar player, was yeah. like, you guys play thrash grind and with a bunch of hearts. And they were talking like, yeah, dude. Fucking, and then uh, probably, I don't know if it was Chris or Zach, was like, yeah, fucking a PLF shit life split needs to happen and dude was like yeah it does oh no way <laughs> get the fuck out of here i've been saying that for a while that those two bands need to do a fucking split oh that would be fucking top shelf dude yeah that'd be great because oh. the only like plf's like obviously more worldly known but yeah. they're straight up just like thrash grind yeah absolutely those riffs are thrash as fuck yes yeah they're pissed. So yeah. is Shit Life. Dude. Oh yeah, definitely. Is they're on par. It, shit Life's on par. Shit Life does not get recognition like they should. No, no. And I know are, it, it, it has a. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that because of their lives, they can't tour. Right. So they don't get out there. Right. They need a band to take them on the road and expose them to but I got, newer I, audiences. I talked to Zach about that. And they said because of both him and Chris's work schedules yeah there's like it's not it's not happening that fucking sucks man living the shit life Mm -hmm. as they would say fucking shit life man but yeah um their new shit their new material that i've heard live is is just it's so good man and i think it's it might top grave shitter if that's possible so well look. shit at this point when grave shitter came out like as they pointed they, they want to point out every time somebody says they love grave shitter that sh- album's like five years old it is before it got released yeah and all of us here in detroit have heard that material like oh yeah in basements in backyards at venues but yeah it's uh they're one of my favorite bands dude for sure um I, I can't get enough of uh, what they do, so it'll be good to see them live tomorrow. Yeah, uh, we we got to get there early so we can make sure we see shit life. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm not missing shit life. So, um, but yeah. So there's there's that. Uh, no funeral. It's one of my favorite bands. Uh, it's like a sludge doom band from uh, Minneapolis. Or if you go by the flyer, they're a crust band. Yeah, that flyer is like uh, <laughs> I don't know who did that. But I don't think um, I think maybe sludge or doom are both bad words to use. Well, there's also cr- there's crust bands that do have that more just like 
crushing sound. True story. Like uh, Axe Grinder, correct? Axe Grinder, yeah. It's like Stenchcore. Okay. It's kind of what that's the category that that fell into. But yeah, it's just like a crust band. But yeah. But they kind of have, they have that crushing. Yes. But no funeral to me. I would never even be like, oh, it could be this or that. No, they're fucking like a straight up like sludge band. Yeah, they are. They are. A really good one. To me. So, uh, it's going to be a killer show. I don't know much about Bitch Parade, but. I know nothing about that band. No. I mean, they're going to be the uh, cream of the cookie. Yeah. So we'll have to sit through that to get to no funeral, but you know. Are they? Who's who's opening? Shit life. Shit life's opening. Yes. I feel that that's wrong. I do too. I feel like that is just that is a slap in the face. Hey man. To what Zach and Chris do, that is a slap in the face. Hey man. I think they have to break up the monotony because shit life playing. And then no funeral right after. People aren't ready for that. Dude, that just needs to happen. And I hear about, like, back in the day, they used to have these doom and grind festivals. You know? Yeah? Yeah. That was a thing back, you know. Where? Everywhere. Not here. But, like, you know, I've heard stories about doom and grind festivals. Like... Not like outdoors, like Ozfest or nothing, but like at a venue, like a precinct grind fest, yeah, like a fucking venue. They fucking would mix doom bands. bands with grind bands. True story, and um, that's kind of cool because it's like the best of both worlds, you know. And I mean, it works to an extent. It can work. It can work to an extent. Yeah, it's a nice contrast. I'm not opposed to it. No, I, I would love it. I love grind. I love doom. I love slow i love fast i love mid-paced shit i love all of it but you know that'd be kind of cool to go to like a you know not not like shitty doom bands and shitty grind bands but like you know good bands that that are good at what they do that'd be that'd be great because we all know there's like a thousand shit doom bands out there oh yeah yeah. There's like terrible fucking doom bands out there, and there's like not that good of grind bands. There's some shitty like there's like those shitty like metalhead dudes who wear like camo shorts and have shaved heads who think they're playing grind, and they're not. No, they're just fucking straight up like Pantera bros who play a little bit faster than normal. Right, and they're just assholes in drop tuning. Yeah, like and drink Bud Light. Yeah, they're horrible people all around. Yeah. Kind of like a wee demon. <laughs> oh man, those two meatheads were driving me nuts last night. <laughs> Fuck, that's like the, the bane of my existence. But you know, I didn't let it ruin my time. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, should we get into it or? Yeah, I mean, I think it's that time. I think we were gonna get into it, and we segued. Yeah, which we usually do sometimes. We spurred off. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 1983 film Curtains, which was uh, originally a uh, late-night television movie in Canada. Hell, yeah. Canadian uh, Canadian movie. Canadians, Dude, Canada did it so well. They these. did. Slasher genre alone, Canada had it on lock. I agree. And, you know, the director of my bloody valentine and happy birthday to me said that they came under a lot of fire 
and scrutiny because they the America felt that Canadians were cashing in on the American explosion of slasher films that happened in the early 80s. Americans can go fuck themselves. I agree. <laughs> like, um, Canadians, uh, I don't want to say they did it better, but they did a damn good job, and if not, just as good. Yeah, because... Uh, th- the ones from here seem to be like they became like franchises for the most part. True story, yeah. Um, the ones in, from Canada were like one-offs. They had a slightly different feel to them. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like a different part of the same body, I guess, type of thing. Like, I don't know where I'm going with that. No, I, you so know, I'm just going to bring it back into Canada. Canada, yeah. Canada. Well, the cool thing is, the one thing I can say is that a lot of the Canadian slashers or the Canadian horror movies didn't have sequels. Yeah, and honestly, kind of like that. Me too, because they left it at what it was. I even though even though some of them ended. Yeah, My Bloody Valentine ended where it should have had a sequel. Yes, didn't have a sequel. No, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and it's if it's seen in its right form, could be one of the best slashers ever made. I love my DVD of that. Yes. I love that they didn't even color correct the footage. Fuck no. So you know exactly what got cut out. Yes. And the raw footage. I'll, if I could watch that whole movie in that raw footage. Oh, for sure. Damn it's it. It's so gritty. Yeah, it's like <laughs> gritty and fucking just grainy and shit. Yeah. It's grim. It's fucking great, man. And you're right. That DVD, uh, Morgan has that. And I haven't given it back yet. Yeah, that movie's fucking amazing. If yeah. you watch it totally uncut, yeah, that movie's amazing. One of the best slashers ever made, hands down, dude. Now you take out those parts, and it's kind of a run of the mill. And I think when I first saw it, I saw it as most people probably did. All the all the gore and stuff cut out. So I didn't understand why everybody loved this movie so much. I was like, to me, it was just like eh. a run of the mill. Yeah. And then I finally got that DVD that had all the cut parts added in. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> right. Um, but, can, yeah, Canada kind of nailed it a little bit, you know, at for Because, I mean, let's just for a moment go back in time to a magical place where a movie came out called Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. And this movie sent people into a fucking whirlwind of like wow what a concept a stalker slasher based on a holiday hmm you know and black christmas is one of my favorite movies ever made probably um it was just it's a gem and uh there was some star power in it john saxon was in it before he became john saxon um Margot Kidder before she was in Superman or ah yeah that was before was Superman. that before Superman yeah Superman was late seventies Black okay. Christmas was seventy four okay then yeah okay so um but yeah these were good actors before they became known actors and uh, Canada definitely had some really good movies and Curtains is no exception it's like good storyline good kills good atmosphere 
good score, solid movie. What Curtin suffers from is the fact that the director, uh, Richard Kup, how the fuck do you pronounce his name? I don't know. Kupka. 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 Who, funny enough, wanted his name off the movie, so he listed. It's listed in the credits as Jonathan Stryker, which is John Vernon's character in the movie. Right. That's fucking funny to me. Mm-hmm. But him and the uh, producer Peter Simpson, they clash on what they wanted this movie to be. Um, the director, uh, Richard wanted it to be like an art house thriller type of movie. Right. And, um, Peter Simpson wanted to kind of cash in on the whole threat, uh, slasher, slasher craze going on, but he wanted it to be like an adult slasher. He didn't want it to be like <clears throat> teenagers. Like he liked the premise of it being like, these, these are like grown ups and adults. And so there was like a clash there. That's why this fucking movie seems a little disjointed. On a lot of things, but then they also ran into it. Got it released in '83, but this thing got filmed in '80. It got yeah. shelved for like a year and a half, and then they had to do like rewrites and reshoots True after story. that. Yeah, which uh, which didn't help add to the, like the disjointedness of this movie. And would you say that that's why this became a late night television movie? Because I think so. Finally, it kind of like died on the vein. If it would have got released in '80, it wouldn't have. It would have been like theaters. That's what I'm but saying. Because it got it, shelved, yeah. Because it got shelved, it's one of those like it just, yeah, it just died, it, like whatever. And then it finally gets finished. So they're like, well, yeah, we'll just throw it on fucking late night cable, whatever. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I think if you know it, if it would have came out around the time that you know eighty eighty one, it would have been yeah a way bigger movie and maybe a franchise. Who knows? I mean, you know what I mean. But, Even if they could have released the movie as it came out in eighty, yeah. Yeah, because that was, you know, and um, the guy that made Prom Night conceived this movie. It's uh, Peter Simpson. He produced Prom Night. He produced all four Prom Nights. Oh, did he? Okay. Well, I've only seen the first two. Yep. Um, And he directed the third one. Okay. All right. Well, that was kind of his brainchild, so that kind of makes sense. But he was... You know, kind of came up with the concept of curtains, right? Did he? I thought he signed on to it. No, it was like his idea. He didn't have a hand in it. I, from what I read, he it was his idea. Oh, I thought he signed on to it. I thought he signed. I thought uh, it got offered to him, and he signed on because of the fact that the script read like an adult slasher film. Not like teenage teenage shit. Conceived by producer Peter Simpson after his body. That are dumb. (laughs) There's like a whole slew of (laughs) scenes in this movie that are dumb. Um, There's the scene where she pops in the door, shoots him, and they fall out the second story window. And then as they're falling, they cut to a snowmobile coming through the first story window. Yes. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was one of those like what the fuck moments in this movie. There's a couple of them. Yeah, um, yeah I don't get that. And then you think, uh, speaking of snowmobile, did was I the only one that thought that this guy was the killer? Guy in the snowmobile? In this room? Yes. Okay. 
I wrote him off as nothing. I never gave the dude in the snowmobile another thought. The first time I seen this movie years ago, I thought, I'm like, okay, it's the guy on the fucking snowmobile that's like wasted all the time. That's just... Hacking these people off? That kind of... You may disagree with me. looks like Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) When he sits down at the dinner table... He resembles Johnny from Sakuzu. <laughs> Our good buddy Johnny. And I'll leave it at that. But yeah, so there's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought that there was a possibility he could be the killer. Just because he was always wearing like a ski mask. Yeah. You know, and he was on a snowmobile and he was kind of like, you know, it was the whole Scooby Doo thing where it's like. Oh, wow. Hmm, there's a guy in a snowmobile. What's he up to? And then he shows up and he's like always wasted and shit. And he comes flying through the first story window. Yeah, I don't get it. (laughs) WTF moment. Dude, what about when... uh, It was pretty much right after that scene. They go flying out the second story. He goes flying in the first story. The chick's like, oh my god, what the fuck happened? And she leaves and goes into like the stage area. And the chick killer trips like multiple times, goes to tackle and trips something weird. I don't know how the fuck that would happen, but then gets away. And then that's when the girl gets away and can, like she puts her jacket on like the mannequin. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in and like stabs the mannequin. And then some weird disjointed scene happens where it's slow-mo and I think the chick comes from the rafters and kicks her. What? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. all these scenes, like I know. they did reshoots and like rewrites and all this stuff, and it still ended up being this fucking disjointed. <laughs> yeah, and, and am I the only one that was confused about the head in the toilet? Also, yeah, that seems weird. Even the way they shot that scene was weird. The camera work they did was weird. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It was like nowhere else in this movie do you have shots and camera pans like that and then all of a sudden just head in the toilet girl almost like looks up at the camera screams as the camera pulls away into the ceiling yes like what <laughs> yeah i know i i didn't under that that whole fucking um that whole scenario i i didn't get it i was like okay so what the fuck was it was it was it like his plot to seduce her to make her think she's crazy so that she wants comfort or that she thinks that there's a fucking that her friend is dead I don't know that just that didn't make any goddamn sense no but we do have the ice skating scene that we brought up a couple minutes ago to lean on as dude honestly the ice skating scene um there's another there's the other scene what the fuck's the other scene there's another scene where uh, the the doll's in the middle of the road that I really like. There's that. That was like a dream. Yeah, but scene. it was creepy as fuck. Yeah. It was like really fucking weird, man. But there's another kill scene. Uh, it's right after the dream scene. Yeah, yeah. She gets up and just gets fucking shanked. Yeah. Basically. And then the sound effects they use mm-hmm. when she's doing her killing, which I, I think it's, yeah, it's, like, it's fucking great. Yeah. I don't know how they did it, but it's pretty fucking cool and honestly there's not much to this scene but i I liked it it was the twist because all of a sudden the chick runs the corner and she's like you like she says like i was 
killing him too or something like that or I'm like whatever and then she just has a knife in her hand and she, the girl's like what the fuck <laughs> wait what <laughs> and just stabs her in the stomach yeah because there's like no build up to it there's nothing it just shows up chick gets killed and it's like the last like 20 seconds of the movie mm-hmm. yeah she killed John Vernon yep and you think she's the killer. Yeah, the chick from the asylum killed John Vernon. Yes. So you're like, obviously because, it makes sense. Yeah. And then and she's like... There's, there's, there's a motive. Yeah, like, oh, I've killed everyone else. <laughs> and then they flash back to... The comedy scene, and then it pretty zooms much. out, and she's in the mental hospital doing the comedy routine. That's what I was thinking of. It wasn't corpses. It was crazy people. Yeah, it's the end scene. Okay, yeah. They I, show her doing those lines again, like, Kind of a crop side of her face. Yeah. And then they zoom out and she's at the mental hospital giving her routine. Right. And it's just all the mental patients. That's what I was thinking of. It wasn't it wasn't corpses, it was like mental patients. And she did the same stand up routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. That's and what then I was curtains close. Mm-hmm. Literally and figuratively. That is curtains. <laughs> yeah. The and movie starts with curtains opening. The movie ends with curtains closing. And the fucking ice skating scene is, and I quote, curtains. That is fucking sick with it, dude. That's the scene everybody knows this movie for. Yes, and I will watch that scene, just that scene, fucking over and over again. You know, I just, I love it, man. It's too good. There's like no sound except for just the, the skates on the ice. And then she just pulls out the fucking sickle. Yeah. <laughs> and the sound. Yeah, dude. It's so killer. So um, good. But, yeah. Good. Well, that's uh, that's Curtains. Um, yeah, I mean, that's fucking, that's the movie. There's yeah. a lot to it. No, there really isn't. It, but I would definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. If you like slasher movies and you like psychological thrillers. This is definitely for you. It's a good mashup. It is. They kind of like it's like a trail mix of both. You know, you got your uh, slasher scenes and your gore a little bit. You know, your kill scenes, and then you got the end seems to get more slasher. Yeah, and then the twist at the end is really good too. So yeah, you know, it's worth a watch, man. You know, why so, not? Somebody just released a good quality fucking Blu-ray of this. It's probably Arrow. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't keep up on all the new stuff. I probably should more. I don't either. I like I see it in passing, but I don't buy Blu-rays, so I'm just like. I hear you. I'm I think Arrow did it. I don't think Synapse. I think I think it's Synapse. Arrow. I think Synapse did like a release of it. I don't think they did the latest Blu-ray. Yeah. But um, fucking a man. Thank you for uh, listening. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to hit us up, uh, you can hit us up by email. Contact at burnofferings.com. Uh, you can check us out on our website, burnofferings or uh, Check us out on Instagram. We are burnofferings underscore podcast.com. <laughs> no.com. underscore podcast. Yeah. And then uh, Twitter is underscore burnofferings and Facebook is burnofferings horror podcast. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, this is probably going to be our last episode until Horror Hound. And that episode is going to be a fucking doozy. It is. It's going to be a nice um, nice change for all of us. Yeah, we're going to be uh, setting up shop at Horror Hound with our friends in 40 Ounces of Horror. And just doing uh, 
doing it fucking gorilla style yeah i can't wait man so yeah we're gonna sign off for uh, a while but um the next episode you hear will be from horror hound um, mask fest yeah horror hound mask fest indie indie yep so uh until then end of august so we're like a got like a month get used to it yep be prepared uh, keep it bloody keep it gory get drunk get drunk get high have a good time see you guys later